Welcome to Cultivating Community in the Guide to Awesomeness podcast, powered by Coldwell Banker Ronan Realty. Join us as we explore how to unleash your inner awesomeness while we uncover the treasures of our communities. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Guide to Awesomeness. Today, I am joined by Emma, one of the owners of Purple Hill Lavender Farm in Cremar, Ontario. Welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. We're so glad that you're here. It's so exciting. (laughs) So first off, I'd like to tell our listeners a little bit about uh, your business. So Purple Hill Lavender Farm is a family-run sanctuary nestled in the rolling hills of Cremar. Inspired by their love for lavender and a desire to reconnect with nature, sisters Jessica and Emma, along with their father Brian, transform their family farm into a beautiful retreat. Their lavender farm has expanded to a 50-acre parcel, flourishing with new varieties of lavender and other flowers to elevate their farm experience. As a beloved lavender farm in Simcoe County, the most cherished time of the year is when their fields burst into bloom. So, Emma, what initially inspired your family to start a lavender farm? You know, my sister and I, we lived together in downtown Toronto, and we were both working in uh, public relations and marketing definitely climbing the corporate ladder. And it was a grind, even though we enjoyed it at that time of our life. But we we'd come back up to Creemore on the weekends to our family property. And it just as soon as we turned on the road, it was like a sigh of relief, like, just so happy to be out in the country and where we grew up. And it just it was such a different pace. And I think we always sort of wondered, you know, what could we do with this? Is there something we could do that it would allow us to spend more time here? And the ideas really started flowing at one point. It was like, can we change the whole house into some sort of, not Airbnb, but like luxury stay? Or could we plant, my first thought was planting peonies, (laughs) which take quite a long time to mature as well. So it, it sort of was spiraling. And then we stumbled upon the fact that lavender did grow well in Ontario, certain varieties. And we were obsessed. We just, we saw so many different ways you could use it and make products for the home, for the body. And it kind of, everyone got on board and we went from there. That's great. And then with the seasonal side hustle of the Lavender Farm and you involved it into a full-time job, what were key factors that allowed this transformation to happen for you guys? A key thing was having things to do sort of when you're not in the peak bloom as well as when you are. So we do a lot of markets around the Christmas time. We have a number of stores that we wholesale our products to. We do a lot of planning for the next season. So that really keeps us busy in those shoulder seasons where we aren't welcoming guests to our farm or harvesting lavender and stuff like that. But those times of year give us a little bit of creativity in terms of coming up with new products and just making it a bit of a more year-round business. And then with that business and how you got it all started from scratch and you had to pretty much build it up because you didn't have lavender on the farm to begin with, could you tell us about the process, how you turned it into the paradise it is today? Yeah, for sure. The first time we planted, we planted 3,000 plants, which is roughly an acre. (laughs) Yeah. And everything that's done to lavender is done by hand. So it's quite labor intensive. You know, you're planting them by hand harvesting them by hand. There's not sort of some big machine that can come along and, and do all that work <laughs> for you. So we started with our first our first 3,000 plants and they took really well to our soil, which was great. So the next year we were able to start you know, harvesting a little bit and figuring out what products we were making. So we started sort of doing just local farmer's markets 
And as sort of each year went on and the lavender got bigger and better, we planted more. We have an old little horse barn on our property. So we renovated that and we turned it into a little boutique so that people could come and eventually visit us. And so that was sort of how it unfolded. Oh, that's fun. It's exciting. A whole new process from the ground up. With the lavender, though, is there a specific process for growing it and cultivating and harvesting it? There is. You know what? We're still, we're always learning. Something that worked one year is maybe slightly different the next year. Even this morning, we were out in the fields having conversations about, well, what should we harvest right now? And the one thing with harvesting is you you want to, if you're harvesting for dried bouquets, so dried florals, you want to harvest it before the lavender has flowered. Interesting. Which is sort of when it's the most purple is when it's flowered. You want to catch it when the bud is basically still closed, which keeps both the scent and the color intact. It's neat. <laughs> so for example, yeah, it's very interesting. So for example, this week, obviously we've had some insane heat and that makes the, lav- the lavender loves the heat, um, but it has sped up the process on some of our varieties quite quickly. So we now need to get certain stuff off immediately. Otherwise it's gone to flower. With that approach, is there anything unique that you specifically do to harvest that's different from? Um, I wouldn't say there's necessarily something that we do that's unique. I think it's just managing your timelines, managing being out there all the time and seeing how the plants are reacting and what their kind of next step is. And with all your lavender, I know you have a different varieties. What other flowers? Because I know you said there's some other flowers that you've started to incorporate at the farm. What other flowers have you started to grow there? Well, so we have nine varieties of lavender. Oh, wow. um, some are English, some are French. We find the English varieties tend to do a little bit better in this climate, handling the tough winters. But French lavender is just that little bit bigger, beautiful, and obviously, of course, has an amazing scent. And then we did plant um, an acre of wildflowers this year. So poppies have come out. We're still sort of seeing how everything's, what else is going to sprout out from there. But that's been really a really exciting addition to the farm. And we've really noticed how much our guests have loved that. That's fun with the different varieties. Do you do anything different with that portion of the farm for guests or... Um, we don't. That's just new to this year. Um, and we have some sunflowers as well. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. But it's all, it's all trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you share some insights into the experience and atmosphere you aim to create for visitors? Definitely. So I think that we, Cremor itself is a very quaint and charming town. And we think the same of the rolling hills, which our farm rests upon. And so we really try to create a relaxing and enjoyable experience for our guests. You know, we're never going to be a 200 acre farm with tons and tons and tons we like to keep it small and there's history there you know our little farm boutique used to be our mom's horse barn and we have a lot of people who come in and they're like was this a horse did this used to be a horse barn and and then we tell the story and and I think it's you know it's a very family-run operation and I think people love to come and chat to us and hear our story and learn about lavender and so we really just hope that they like leave feeling like they maybe learned a little bit but also had that experience that we had when we used to always come back from the city on the weekends where they kind of walk in and they're like, ah, and they just take in the views and the vistas and, and uh, take a step back from the busyness of life. Oh, those are great words. <laughs> oh, thank you. How do you personally feel about spending time outside and in the dirt and being connected to nature through farming? 
yeah, it's definitely very special. I think after having worked a desk job for so long, I can appreciate you almost in a way feel like a little kid again. Like we have four little girls between us and we see them running around these fields now. And we're like, oh, that's what we use. That's what like being a kid is about. And just, you know, the benefits of being outside and getting your exercise in that way and, and enjoying what short summers we do have, you know, goes the lavender season. Sadly, it comes and goes so quickly. So being able to be outside and really enjoy it, even though it can be very hard work, it's rewarding at the same time. How long is your lavender seasons? Just because you said they come and go so quick. So what would be your time frame roughly for your lavender? It's roughly mid-June to the beginning of August. So you have six weeks where you're guaranteed blooms. Past that, it's totally up to Mother Nature. Oh, wow. <laughs> and as people who enjoy being outdoors, do you enjoy any local outdoor destinations or places to explore within your community? Yeah, definitely. So we do actually have some walking trails on the property of people. So sometimes people come dressed for a little bit of a hike and they can walk. It's about a two kilometer loop. And then also just the town of Creamore itself as well. There's lots of cute little restaurants and bakeries and the brewery. So we always send people that direction as well. Amazing. Uh, with your homegrown lavender, what are some ways that you utilize it? I know you said you have your little boutique shop there. What products do you sell with your lavender? Yeah, we have quite a wide range now. Um, I'm much more than when we started. But we do have a big copper still. So we make our own essential oil right on the farm from the plants. And we sell that both as is. And then we also infuse that essential oil into a number of our products. So we have candles, body oil, linen eye pillows, and many more. Can you share any memorable experiences or heartwarming moments that you've had while witnessing your fields in bloom? Yeah. So one thing is we have, we call it the mule, but it's like a side-by-side vehicle. But my dad often kind of roams around in a PCs. He often will just pull over and ask people who are touring the fields, do you want a tour? And he'll drive them all around the property. And, you know, sometimes we have people where walking the terrain is not as easy for some as it is for others. So he always sometimes offers people a tour. And every time we get, you know, a good Google review or a nice email, (laughs) he'll be like, I love Brian's tour. He was so informative and he's such a lovely gentleman. And it's just really funny to us. And we love hearing that feedback, especially because it's our dad. Yeah. And we feel like that about him. Yeah. But we're like, wow, his his tours are really a hit. So that's always something that we love to hear. And we've had people send like handwritten cards in the mail gushing about his tour or they'll send an email. And that's been something that um, has been really special to us. We've also had a few proposals at the farm. (laughs) Some some we knew about. Some, you know, where the the groom will email us ahead of time and say, can you help me pick out a secret spot? So we get all excited and giddy because we know what's happening that day. And then some we weren't expecting. But that's also been really fun for us to see those moments happen here. Beautiful milestones on a family farm. So (laughs) exactly. With those experiences, I'm just curious because you have so many visitors and you have all these fun things that happen between engagements and little tours your dad does. Have you had any famous people or people from the area that you were like, wow, they showed up and came and saw your farm? Sometimes you get those little hidden wonders. And that's kind of what we're doing on this podcast today is we want people to know about you because you're such a little hidden gem and it's beautiful. (laughs) And we want to get that out there for you. Support the community. Yeah, no, we've definitely had I mean, we've had people who we like didn't even met. And then later on that evening, they had tagged us in a post and they have a lot of followers. And now they come back every year. And now we've almost become friends with them. Private ascents. That's amazing. 
Exactly. So that's been sort of really fun. And we've definitely met people just even in the store and they say, oh, we come every year and now they're sort of, we're friends with them. So that's been really special too. Great. You're building a, a business, building friendships. So how do you envision the future of Purple Hill Lavender Farm? Are there any upcoming plans or expansions that you could share with us? Yeah, well, our wildflower patch is new this year, and I think that that will continue. And I think we're always looking for different ways to innovate. Um, One thing we've really found the last two seasons is our evening picnic series, where guests can come in the evening at golden hour and enjoy some charcuterie and live music. I think experiences on the farm is not just coming to visit and see it. I think creating different unique experiences is definitely going to be something that we continue to look forward to and and come up with every year. It is beautiful. I actually saw it all online in your photos, the little picnics. It is amazing. <laughs> oh, thank so you. Cute. You'll have to come to one. I'm going to, definitely. We always ask all our guests uh, some specific questions. So one of them is, what is one thing that every person should do if they visit your community? Okay, yeah. I would definitely say stroll through downtown Creemore. It's just a little stretch. It's a village. It's quite small, but it's quaint and beautiful. And there's little boutiques and bakeries and restaurants and the Creamer Springs Brewery, which also at this time of year has a lavender sour that people can go. Yeah. And do you guys provide the lavender for that? Uh, We don't provide the lavender for the beer. No, but it is like a collaboration that we've worked on with them where at our evening picnics, people can get a complimentary lavender sour or you can taste it at the brewery in town, but it's not available at the LCBO or anything like that. That's very special because it's something unique and knowing that you've collaborated together to experience, to allow that experience for people is really neat. Exactly. And I think Creamore is one of those little towns that's a little bit off the beaten path, but people never regret making their way there once they do. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So what makes your community feel like home? I would say support. I think when you're in a small town and you have a small business and people have known you, known your family for many, many years, we get a lot of people come out of the woodwork, like sending guests here or saying nice things when they see us. And our neighbors have all been incredible. And so, yeah, I would definitely say we have a lot of support and that's what's really made it feel like a community. And if you could write a chapter in the Guide to Awesomeness, what would your specific section in your title be called? Take chances. Oh, I love that. And why would you <laughs> why would you call it that? I'm curious. Because I think sometimes if you have an idea and you want to break the mold, like it was it was such a big step for us to sort of leave these successful careers that we had, but we we saw something and then we really wanted to see it through. And I feel like we never would be where we are now if we didn't just like go for it and like order those 3000 plants and up and, you know, be back here. So I think there's a there's a whole chapter there on 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 taking chances and going with your gut. Such inspiring words. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day because I know you're in busy season right now, but I really, really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you for joining me for another awesome episode. Whether you're already on the road to awesomeness or just starting out, be sure to join us next time for a dose of motivation, education, and entertainment.